Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is what is the purpose of our study today? Thank you. All right. The purpose of our study. Somebody read that for me. We can get that. Why are we doing this? Why are we studying this? And I hope you stay with me in this series because it's going to be a blessing to you because we're going to look at four biblical characters in the Old Testament uh, who has had an encounter with Satan. Amen. And so the purpose of this series of messages is to share in detail about Satan and the strategy he uses to wreck. Notice what I said. To what? To wreck your what? And if possible, to what? Amen. How many know you have an enemy? All right? And here's the thing. And I've been, you know, we've been through the study that Jesus has defeated him. But there are times in our journey where we, it, 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 we question, amen, what's going on? Why, why am I going through all of this stuff? I'm doing all the right things and, you know, it just seems as if I keep coming up short. Amen. It seems like I keep, I'm under these attacks and, and, and the enemy just won't let up on me. May I say this to you? The more committed you are, amen the more the enemy is going to try to distract you. Are you with me? Listen, if he can render you ineffective, he's done his job. He's going to leave you alone. And you know what? I like a good fight. (laughs) Amen. I do. I like a good fight. And sometimes, you know, you don't have to fight Satan by yelling and screaming and all that kind of stuff. You don't do that. You pray. Amen. And I told you, because we already have the victory, We're going to find out what his strategies is so that we know how to fight them. Amen? Amen. So not knowing that, there are four persons in the Old Testament who had a direct confrontation with Satan. And from their experience, we will learn about, number one, the targets Satan aims at in your life. How many know what the targets are in your life? What do you think some of the targets are in your life? Finances? Your job, prayer, family, worship, emotion, children, your faithfulness. Come on, somebody. See, he targets these things, right? Joy. And not only that, not only the targets, but the weapons he uses to attack you. Some people don't even know what type of weapon Satan has. Do you know what type of weapon Satan fight with? Does anybody? People, okay. Thoughts, amen. Circumstances, depression, okay. Right? And then the next thing is the purposes that he wants to achieve and the defenses God has provided what? For you. So what are we going to learn? We're going to learn about the targets, about the weapons, about the purposes But we're also going to learn about the what? The defense. Amen. So things to remember. Satan will do everything he can to keep you from benefiting from this series of messages. That's the first thing you got to remember. From the time I said strategy of Satan, your mind went shut down mode. You know why? If you expose your enemy, what will happen to you? You're going to be what? You're going to be victorious. Amen. Because now you know how to what? How to fight. All right? 
So he will, look what it says here, bullet point number one. He will distract you, amen, and what? Detour you and he will seek to confuse you. Or perhaps even make you critical so you do not apply the truth. But you have to remember what 1 John 4, 4 says. It says, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the what? World. Colossians 1, 3, 1, 13 says, for he delivered us from the domain of darkness and did what? And transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. So what we're going to do first is we're going to look at the major text concerning Satan, and then we're going to get into his first strategy. Hopefully I'll get through this. Amen. Y'all pray for me. John 8 and verse 40. John 8 and verse 40. I, I could not announce this before. I'm not being superstitious, but if I would announce it before, he would have tried to come and attack me. So I had to wait till Sunday. I got strategies too. Right. Amen. So, so, so seriously, every time I try to teach on Satan, he always comes attacking, right? And so, so I didn't say anything. I just waited and I said, okay, Sunday morning, I'm going to get him. Amen. All right. So John chapter 8, verse 40. Somebody read that for me. So the Jews were trying to tell Jesus that <laughs> they were so holy or the priest. They were so holy, they weren't even born of fornication. Ain't that something? See, you can become so religious and wrapped up. Satan has a way where he can cause you to become so religious and caught up that you forget that you, you're just a mere man. <laughs> Amen. And, and look what Jesus said. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, if God were your father, you would what? See, there's a lot of people that say they love God. They do. They, 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 they say they love God. But see, I believe it's the love thing that proves how committed you are to him. <clears throat> Amen. I believe your love for God is the true um, example. Amen of what you feel about God, your, your love for him. And, and here's the thing, it's, it's, not, it's not hard to love him. It's easy to love him because you got to do it by faith. But, but one of the things that Jesus was dealing with, he was dealing with these Pharisees and, and all of these, you know, naysayers about him and, and they were denying his deity. But he was saying, if God were your father, you would love me. Who's that? Jesus. A lot of people say they love God, but they don't love Jesus. If you love God, you will love Jesus. Are you with me? Jesus said to them, if you were of your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and have come from God, for I have not even come on my own initiative but I came, what? By, but he who, what? Sent me. Look at verse 43. Why do you not understand what, am I, what I'm saying? Is it because you cannot hear my what? See, here's the thing. Two things you need to know. 
If you can't love Jesus, and if you can't hear his word, then there's a possibility you don't belong to him. There's a possibility. See, so people, when they don't come to church, when they don't commit their lives to God and, and love Jesus, see, we, when we can get past all of the human errors and understand that this is not about one person, this is about God, your journey. All right? It's about who do you love? Why are you here this morning? Right? We're here because at some point we fell in love with who? Jesus. And, and we got to watch out for people who say they love God, but they don't love Jesus. Right? You cannot love God without loving Jesus. It's impossible to do. As a matter of fact, you, you're not serving the right God then. And, and here's the thing. Love, which I've been teaching on, is exemplified. It's an action word. So if you say you love him, you have to show it. And what the enemy does is he comes to distract us, but that should not stop us from loving him. Do I have anybody? Look what he says. He says, he says in verse 44, he says, well, here's the thing. If you don't love me, then here's what your deal is. He says, you are of your father, the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there's no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature for he is a liar and the father of lies. Now, I wanted you to see this because we're talking about Satan the deceiver. Why is Satan a deceiver? Because in his very nature, he's a liar. Have you ever met someone who just lies? Listen, I read something in my uh, devotions this morning. I believe it was, it was Matthew 14. And it says, that which proceed out of the mouth comes from the heart. If you said it, it came from your heart. Ah, oh, just playing. I understand that. I understand sometimes, you know, we have a little sarcasm. I get it. It's all good. But here's the thing. Whatever, if, you, if you're just dropping F-bombs and cussing and being negative and talking down to people, it just shows in your nature who you belong to. Amen. I'm talking about, you know, I'm not saying, what I'm saying is that people who, are, who constantly do this, Right? But as a believer, God changes our talk. Come on, somebody. When your heart is filled with the Holy Spirit, come on, somebody. When, when you are being trained by the Word of God, eventually you stop cussing. Eventually you stop thinking negative. Eventually your life changes. But Jesus is saying, listen, the person that lies, that is Satan, he cannot tell, Satan cannot tell the truth. It is impossible for him to tell the truth. Why? Because it right, it's right here. It's in his very what? Nature. There's no truth in him. None. And what he does is he deceives people 
to start thinking differently about other people. So he causes division because he's a liar. Ask yourself this question. How many lies have you believed? You know, when you, when you, when you turn on your television, right, and they say, uh, I've been using this thing for two weeks now and I done lost 35 pounds. Can I ask you a question? Do you not know it's an actor? <laughs> I mean, they're paid to, 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 to advertise to us to buy a product that not going to work. <laughs> and, and listen, we'll sit there and say, man, man, I'm, shoot, I, I'm going I'm to call and order this thing. How many things have we bought from television that we don't never use no more? Come on, somebody. As seen on TV. You know what? Television is Satan's biggest promotion tool. That's what he does. He deceives. He lies. Watch this. Even the news that's reported, think about it. Is it positive? (laughs) It's always who got killed. I told you last week it's demonic. Who, who got killed? Who robbed who? Why Trump ain't doing this? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? What he's not doing? And the list goes on. Satan, saints, I want to tell you something. He's a liar. You have to know this before we get into his strategies. In his nature, he lies. Because the text says he is the what? The father Think about that for a minute. He is the what? Jesus says, if you know my father, you would love me. Now, if you are constantly speaking lies, he says, watch the text. The text says, whenever, come on somebody and shout with me, will you this morning? Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own what? in his very nature to lie. And guess what? He will not stop lying. Go to verse 45. But I speak the truth and you do not what? Ain't that something? I told you, he wants to distract you from this. He doesn't want you to get this. If you get this, amen, if you get this, you're going to be victorious because you understand his strategies. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 45. Verse 46. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? Uh, He who is of God, watch this, hears the words of God. For this reason you do not what? Hear them because You are not what? Of God. So one of the things that you can identify is that the people that you've been trying to pull and push and and drag into church, why won't they come hear God's word? Oh my gosh. I'm not implying nothing. 
I'm just saying. How come you don't want, why is church the hardest place to get people to? If you say you're having a shindig at your house, <laughs> come on somebody, walk with me here. If you say you're having a shindig at your house, frying squirrels and all, whatever, whatever you do in your shindig, guess what? Man, you, you don't, listen, all you have to say is once. <laughs> you ain't got to say it twice. You ain't got to send them 15 text messages to say, come on and meet me at my house. No, you send them what, man, and B-Y-O-B. Bring your own Bible. I mean, bring your own bottle. It's the same thing with church. You know, you tell them B-Y-O-B, bring your own Bible. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Bring your own Bible and we'll have a good old time. But he who is of God will hear God's word. But he who is not of God cannot hear God's word. Why well, that's deep to me. Let's go to Revelation 12, 12, 9. Yeah. Revelation 12, 9. Look what it says, y'all. Well, let's go to 7. And there was a war in heaven, and Michael the angel waging war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels waged war. And they were not strong enough, and there was no longer a place found for them where? In heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, watch this, the serpent of old, who is called what? He got two names, the devil and Satan. Watch the text. Watch the text, y'all. Who does what? Man, come on, y'all. We, we sit in front of this television. You know, I started watching this series. You ever notice this? How many, been, how many got Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that kinds of rack? Watch this. You ever notice you're in the middle of watching a good series, right? Everything's going good. And then all of a sudden they start bringing up the gay agenda. Yep, yep. I'm like, what's going on? What, what, what's the problem? I can't watch anything without somebody either becoming gay or they're given the undertones of being gay. Amen. I said, you know what? This is another trick of the enemy. He's deceiving the world, y'all. Amen. And then they want to turn the gay thing into a humanitarian thing, a civil rights issue. Let me get off. Let me get off of that. Uh, he who deceives the whole world he was thrown down to what? To earth. And his angels were thrown down what? With him. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text that then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God, our God and the authority of his what? Christ has come. Watch this. For the accuser of our brethren has been what? Satan is an accuser as well as a deceiver. Look what he says. He who accuses them before our God. Huh? I think I went over this already. Satan is relentless, y'all. Did you know that? He does not give up. 
He's going to keep gnawing at you till he gets down to your bone. And after that, he's going to go beyond your bone to your marrow. That's how he is. Day and night. Even though he has a losing case, he always tries to find a loophole. Always, y'all. The text says he comes, he wants you to think. You know, though, and we're going to pray for that uh, First Baptist Church of, uh, uh, in Walla. Uh, the, those, those 13 people, that 13 church members that died in a car accident, right? In a bus accident. Watch this. He wants those family members to say, look at that, they were going to church. Well, when you were coming from the casino, it could have happened too. <laughs> Amen. When you were coming from wherever, it could have happened. But here's the thing that we know. That those saints are in heaven. And what Satan thought he destroyed, God gained. Come on, somebody. Because absent from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord, y'all. No more bills to pay. No more crying. No more suffering. No, these were elderly people. All of them. Amen. No more taking pills every morning. But they are in the presence of God. And, and I saw the pastor, they interviewed, he said, he said, what do you guys do? He said, we do what church people do. We pray. <laughs> That's what we do. We pray. But Satan accuses us day and night before the Lord. But this is, look, he tells us how we overcome, verse 11. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah to his holy name. And because of the word of their testimony. That's why I say you got to keep your testimony intact. And they did not love their life even unto death. See, if you're in love with you more than God, and most of us, some of us prove that we love ourselves more. There's nothing wrong with loving yourself, but you got to love God more than yourself. You got to love God more than yourself to the point where you're willing to die for him. Yeah. Watch this. Um, let's, look at, let's look at Satan's target. First Roman numeral point before I get all off, off base here. What is Satan's target, y'all? The first target... The first target. What is it? Your mind. Somebody read that for me. They wanted to leave the first man and woman into sin. He started with attacking the woman's mind. See that? So we're going to look at Eve in this study. Satan attacked her mind. Are you with me? Listen. Don't be a shell <laughs> where you look the part, but you're not thinking the part. Listen. If you start, th if this morning before you came to church, if you started thinking, man, I ain't going. No, I ain't going today. No, I don't feel it right now. 
It's your thoughts that affects your actions. And if your thoughts are infiltrated by the enemy, he's got you. And if he can kill the head, he can kill the body. So what he wants to do is attack your mind. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And this is what we got to do, y'all. This is what we got to do. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to win this battle. The battle is already won. We just got to know how to play the game. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11. And I already told you about this Corinthian church. They were cold-blooded. 11 and verse 3. I was to say. Actually, back, back verse one it says, "But be imitators of what me, just as I also am of what." See who you who are you imitating? Everybody imitates somebody, but if we're not imitating Christ, and what Paul was saying is, "Look at me," and you could see Christ working through my life. Don't criticize the pastor. Look at him so that you have an example to live through. Imitate the faith. He says, look what he says. He says, now I praise you because you remember me in everything and hold firmly to the traditions just as I also delivered them to you. But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of what? And the man is the head of what? Now, you know what they were dealing with here. Christian order. That's what he was dealing with here. He was dealing with order. And what he was trying to say is that, listen, everybody is subjected to somebody. Amen. Everybody has somebody to answer to. If you're married, your husband is your head. But let's not get carried away. Look what he says next. (laughs) And God is the head of what? Christ. Amen. And And so God is the head of who? Christ. So why would Satan want to attack your mind? That's a good question, isn't it? Let's look at this handout. Because your mind is part of the what? Image of God. When God communicates with you, he reveals his will to you. Because everything that comes into our lives comes through the what? The mind. God never bypasses the mind. Neither does Satan. He works with your mind. When God communicates with you, It is through your mind, through your thinking, through the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by what? The word of God. Are you with me? Read on for me. Let me go here. 
Satan will use every means at his what? Disposal to change the thinking of an individual. He'll use everything. And so what we want to do now is we want to consider these scriptures that clearly sets forth the importance of the mind. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. And I want to tell you something. Go, well, before you go to Colossians, go to, go to 2 Corinthians for me. Chapter 10. I want, want you to see something. Go to verse 3. Man. So what's his target? Mind. Your mind. Man, if we could change our thinking, man. Oh man, we'd be a different kind of people, boy. If we would if we would do what the scripture says. Everyone who loves God loves his what? His word. And it's the word of God that gives you the ammunition that you need to defeat him. He, do, he does. If you, if you meditate on it day and night, you will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. And in whatever you do, you will prosper. Why will you prosper? Because you've made it a habit of meditating on God's word. You're filling your mind. With the right things. And, it's, and the Bible says, if you keep your mind stayed on him, he will keep you. Isn't that something? Man, Satan is deep, man, and he's got these strategies. Look what it says in verse 3. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not, what, war according to the flesh. Read on. But for the weapons of our, what, warfare. And what does that mean? Our warfare. What, what, is, what, is, what is the, he says, our, what, he says, you see, you don't get a break as a Christian. You, you, when you got in, you walked right into the army of God. You, you know, and individually, I see Satan taking people out right here. And for some of us, because our minds are so weak on the onset, he always starts early. So on the onset, he starts with your mind quickly because if he can get you to keep thinking with the, the old way, carnality, uh, tradition. Okay, if you keep you thinking that way, then guess what's going to happen to you? You will never grow as a Christian. You know what's stopping many Christians from growing today? Their mind. Their bodies are following, but their minds are not there. See, when the children of Israel left out of Egypt, before they got to the Red Sea, right as they got to the Red Sea, and when the, the first difficult, see, for some reason, when we accept Christ, we think that everything should just be great. 
that we shouldn't have no problems, no issues. Uh, Our life should just be like, we should just float. Well, God cannot change you if he doesn't test you. You and I will not be, listen, I'm not the man I am today because I've just been floating around on easy street. I'll show you that a little bit later in my message. Paul says, I've been through hell and high wars, but yet I still love them. See, when difficulties happen to us, we blame God rather than praise God. Because our minds are not being transformed. You are in a warfare. And if you don't know that you're in a warfare, well, I want to break the news to you this morning. You're in a warfare. You're in a war for your family. You're in a war for your faith. Listen, Satan wants your children. He wants your grandchildren. He wants them because he does not want another generation. He wants to kill Christianity. So therefore, if he can kill out your children with secular thoughts and ideas, and if he can use the television to do it, he'll do it. Kids know more stuff about video games and computers than they know about the Bible. Ain't that something? Because the Bible says that the father is to not only discipline, but watch this, train them up in righteousness. How can your kids know how to live righteously if you're not there teaching them? You're just providing. And just because you put a roof over their head doesn't mean that you've done your job as a father or a single mom. Are you with me? Strategy. That's another strategy of his. If I can destroy the family, man, I've got him. Watch this. For the weapons of our warfare, what? Not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of what? Now, you know what that word fortress means? It is where we get the word stronghold from. A lot of us say, well, I got a stronghold in my life. Well, that word fortress not only means stronghold, but in the Greek, the word means a castle. Can you infiltrate a castle? It's hard to get through them walls. So the English word kind of gives us a you know, better picture, but if we were to live in those times, if you were to go to England, you would see all the castles there, all the, all the palaces, the castles there. And here's the thing, he says, he says, our weapons can penetrate. I don't think you're hearing me. Even the most fortified wall, you could get in the White House. <laughs> you could get past security with our weapons. See, I believe we've been fighting the wrong way. 
Because in our mind, Satan wants us to think, no, nah, don't use that. Don't use the word. You don't need the word. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm preparing for, 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 our, for our, a revival. And one of the things I want to show about the last saying of Jesus, Jesus quoted scripture. The last words of Jesus was Psalm 31. Watch this. When he began his ministry and then he was tempted, guess what? He quoted scripture. I don't know if you don't know, but that should be a clue to us. Get in your word. Get in your word. Not only should you get into your word, but get in your word so you can fight as Jesus fought. We are what? Destroying what? Speculations. See, the first thing that the enemy comes to do, one of his strategy is to get you to doubt his word. Speculate about the word by... Man, this ain't real. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. The belly, I mean, come on. God didn't part no Red Sea. This Bible ain't real. It's all about, it's all stories. This Bible is real. Many of men gave their lives to get us the Bible. But he says, with our weapons, we are destroying what? Speculation and every lofty thing that raises up against the what? The knowledge of, see, Satan wants you in your mind to doubt God. The knowledge that you have of God, he wants you to not build upon it. He says, and we're taking what, y'all? This is something we know, but listen, every thought that goes through your mind, you have to start putting up a biblical filter in your mind now. And you have to start filtering those thoughts. That's, when you, when, listen, when you think it and it convicts you, you need to reject it. I shouldn't be thinking like that. I, you know what? I should not be thinking like that. He says we take every thought captive. And what do we do with those thoughts, y'all? We take them what? Captive to the obedience of Christ. You got to tell your mind, you got to obey Jesus. I got to obey Jesus. I got to obey Jesus. No, that doesn't line up with what I know about God. That's speculative. Amen. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that thought belongs in my mind. But if you just say, whatever, Satan says, oh, yeah, you're an easy target. If I can get you to think that way, I got you. Let's give God a hand clap.